Hey everyone, happy new year and it's great to talk with you again. You know, my lovely wife and I were on vacation touring through Egypt, Jordan, and Israel in early December. It's called the Exodus Tour through Pilgrim Tours. It starts in Egypt and goes into Jordan via Mount Sinai. That would be the path that Moses took. If you're a Christian, it could be very emotional, that's for sure. In Jordan, we did make it to Petra, but that was back in early December before the flooding started there, so we missed that. We also were all over Israel walking the steps of Jesus. Now, the highlight of the entire trip was being able to baptize 10 friends in the Jordan River. Don't get me wrong, Masada was great, the Sea of Galilee was awesome, and Jerusalem we will never forget. But the Jordan River will be in my memories for the rest of my life. So if you get a chance, I say don't hesitate and go see the Holy Land. Well, luckily, the good thing is, while we were gone, a lot of the politics started to calm down. <laughs> Laughingly, I mean. The voting hysteria, all the ads, and all the chaos of an election have finally ceased. You know that means I can get into other things that interest me and you more, and that are very important. For instance, China, North Korea, Russia, Iran, the economy, and maybe even the coming depression. Uh, how about these arguably the best of the best for 2022 gems? Uh, the highest gas prices in history, the highest inflation in 40 years, record illegal immigration, which has led to sex trafficking, drug overdoses, and the cartels making billions of dollars. Even the stock market was the worst it has been since 2008. There is just so much to talk about outside of politics. Unfortunately, politics does control much of it. And it has created many of the problems we see today. So let's start with an easy one, the Russia-Ukraine war. The one where we're pouring billions of dollars into Ukraine for the purpose of stopping Russia and what could be generally explained and argued as a proxy war. Sure, I want the Ukrainians to be free, but there's too much information out there showing that it's not going as well as we are being told. Every Western news agency is telling you that Ukraine is crushing Russia and pushing them back and will have all of Ukraine and Crimea by February, April at the latest. We've been told they are shooting down 80, maybe even 90% of all the missiles coming in, yet they're getting struck every single day. Ukraine's energy sector has been shut down hard at times with crews scrambling to fix things. These bombings are slowly destroying the infrastructure of Ukraine. And it appears that many more rockets are getting through than they're actually leading on to. They've even told us 80, maybe 100,000 Russians have been killed and maybe 10 Ukrainians have been killed, right? Yes, that was in jest. But the reality is we are hearing exaggerated amounts of winning for the Ukraines and exaggerated losses for the Russians from our Western media. Now, on the flip side. The Russians are putting out information that's probably not to be trusted either. So I've been looking uh, somewhere in the middle at some of the generals that have information from people on the ground inside of Ukraine to figure out what is going on. Also, to get a sense of what, if any, fabrication or media is telling us, and I'm sure there's plenty of it out there. Now, it didn't take a rocket scientist to see months ago that the Russians were going to settle into the winter and probably have a return push back into Ukraine once the ground is frozen. This because they will be able to move around better, of course. For those who may not be familiar with this scenario, 
Frozen ground is easier to maneuver tanks and big equipment than muddy and rainy conditions during the spring or summer. So the big question for many of us is, where does this end? Our administration seems to think they're going to get rid of Putin. I'm guessing Putin doesn't think that and will never let it happen. Plenty of people think Putin is sick and is about ready to die. Is that true? It's hard to say. So as I've explained in the past, once you push a rat into a corner, he will come out fighting. If that rat is sick, it might even be worse. What kind of bite from Putin is possible? Well, I don't think any of us want to know that outcome. So as I stated when this war started, this would turn into a slog, and it sure has. I gave it a 60% uh, chance and then moved it up to 70% chance early on of this exact scenario, and that is what appears to have happened. Now it's at a 70% chance and pretty steady right there. Nuclear war, I went from about like 3% at the beginning to around 10% for that type of outcome now. I give about 10% to some of those wild outcomes like a coup or Putin actually being taken out. And I am still right about 10% that somehow Ukraine wins this thing. Now, the Russians are starting to make moves that they probably should have done the first week of the war by taking out that energy sector. But because they wanted to save the infrastructure they were trying to capture, they did not strike early on. Now they are trying to freeze the Ukraines and push them into an outcome that, that they prefer, the Russians that is. Now, Zelensky isn't going to have any of that and has stated he wants all of Ukraine and Crimea. So is this the two immovable forces theory? Unless we fully commit to this war, it's probably still going to end with Russia winning. What does that commitment mean if we do commit? Boots on the ground, airplanes overhead, or just more money until we either run out of it or Putin strikes with a vengeance? Now, here's what may be the unfortunate thing with this. The world knows that President Biden is weak, and so they are now all saber-rattling. Iran is trying to quell the uprising as their people desperately try to change the power and control, so they're enforcing their power. There is only an outside chance that a regime change might be possible. They need help, none of which is coming from the United States. Now, on the other hand, North Korea is sending missiles all over the place trying to look big and powerful, pumping up their chest. China has been sending planes into Taiwan's airspace, probing its defenses and reactions. We're not talking just one or two planes. We're talking 50 to 75 crossing over the Taiwan border. That's their airspace border, the realm of that. And that conflict almost looks inevitable that most and the most harmful to probably the entire globe, it seems like. So Taiwan, China may be the worst and biggest problem because we really do not have the force to cross the Pacific to take on China. That's not even Biden's or any president's fault. That's geography more than anything else. It also is a thing that keeps us generally safe from attack from other people. Yes, we can project some decent power over there, but engaging totally with China will never happen. China knows this. Taiwan knows this. The world knows this. Because of that, the China-Taiwan conflict appears to be a done deal and will happen eventually. So chaos generally reigns around the globe. You can see it. And I have not even added in the potential of financial depression. We appear to be going into that right now. Or many other factors that make the next few years to decades not look pleasant, folks. But I want you to stay positive. 
Look for the good things in life, no matter how bad your situation may be. Look forward in hope, not backwards in despair. Help your neighbors, help your friends, and first off, help your family. Take care of your bills. Try to make sure you owe nothing so that it won't be an anchor to weigh you down if things do go haywire. So that's it for this time. We will get into a lot more in the coming few weeks as I get my feet underneath me again and into the new year, just as many of you are. See you next time.